Thank you for joining us at the First Baptist Church of Coleraine, Massachusetts, as Pastor Jim Rennie continues to faithfully challenge and encourage us in the Word. And it is our prayer that this message will encourage the believer and bring the unbeliever closer to a saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, good morning, and welcome to the First Baptist Church. Those wherever you are, listening, watching, Christian radio, whatever the case, today is going to be like a Veterans Day message. Yesterday here in these here United States was Veterans Day. First of all, I'm going to read Second Timothy, just 13 verses today of chapter 2. Hear the word of the Lord. Second Timothy chapter 2. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable men who will also be qualified to teach others. Endure hardship with us like a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one serving as a soldier gets involved in civilian affairs. He wants to please his commanding officer. Similarly, if anyone competes as an athlete, he does not receive the victor's crown until he competes according to the rules. The hard-working farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Reflect on what I am saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all this. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel for which I am suffering, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Here is a trustworthy saying, if we died with him, we should also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he will remain faithful, for he cannot disown himself. May the Lord give us understanding of his word this morning. Amen. Heavenly Father, again, we're so thankful for your word. We thank and pray that you'll give us understanding of this message. And may it speak to us all and encourage us to love you more and to serve you better. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, like I said, yesterday here was uh, Veterans Day. I want to honor all the veterans who are here with us today and those who are no longer with us. And some of you are listening and watching. Honor you as well if you're a veteran. 
I want us to see also in this message what's required to become a veteran of the cross. A veteran of the cross. Behind me, as you can see, hopefully, there's two flags. There's the American flag and also the Christian flag. One represents our country and the other represents our faith in Jesus Christ. Now, to serve either of these flags faithfully and effectively, people must meet certain requirements and be looking out for some key words in this message. I'll try to start them with a C. So I was wrecking my brains to come up with a C, 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 C. So you'll see. The first one is commissioned. Commissioned. First of all, to serve either flag, one must do so voluntarily. America no longer forces men and women to serve in the military through a draft. Likewise, God doesn't force anyone to serve in his service. It's purely voluntarily. But he does ask us to volunteer, to come to him by faith in his son, Jesus Christ, whom he sent, so our sins can be forgiven. My question is, have you come to Christ by faith to receive forgiveness of your sins? If not, it's not too late to do it. But once you die, it's too late. You need to be saved while you're alive. Amen? Once we're recruited, a military term, in the service of the Lord, he wants us to share our faith with others who are lost. You're either saved or you're lost. There's no middle ground. There's no in-between. Why do we need to share our faith? So others can join up and serve in the army of King Jesus. Amen? We're in the Lord's army. There's a song, I'm in the Lord's army. You know that one? I won't sing it. I might forget all the words. So, <laughs> See, we are ambassadors. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. We are therefore ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. And that's the whole point of witnessing and sharing our faith. No one's got... Everyone's got a unique testimony how they came to know Jesus and how they came to faith in Christ. So we can share that and no one can take that away from us and no one can deny it because it's our own personal testimony. Okay? The benefits of joining the Lord's army, very rewarding. In fact, you could say they are out of this world, literally. Now, so there's the first one, commissioned. Number two, contribute. Contribute. I did have provision, but it's not, it doesn't begin with a C. <laughs> 
So I Googled it. Here we are. Contribute. When you serve under the American flag, you must first have faith that the government will supply your every need. You know, you don't go to battle in your tidy whities you know. Well, you could, but you'll easily get shot. You'd be a perfect target. Because <laughs> they're white. Anyway, forget about it. They're going to provide for your food. I don't know what kind of food there is in the military. I've had some of those things where you put water in and it turns to a delicious meal. They're okay. We lived on those when I went to Honduras. Did a missions trip. We were living on those because didn't like the, the local stuff. Really good. They provide the food. They provide the clothing, uh, medical needs, all the equipment. You know, you don't go to war with a slingshot, you know. Well, you could, but you'll get shot. Um, they'll even provide all your comrades, your comrades in arms, supplied by the government. So there's some things that they do right occasionally. When we serve under the Christian flag, we must also have faith in the one, capital O, who has called us into his service and believe that he will supply all of our needs. And he does, and he does, because he's never broken a promise yet, and he never will. Why? Because it's impossible for God to lie. Just can't do it. Can't. Jesus said, and we need to remember, and I got an email from my friend who's been struggling financially uh, because of the economic situation in Europe and he works for himself and he builds houses. He just hasn't been getting the work. Thankfully, his wife is able to work. And uh, I quoted this verse in Matthew chapter 6, sent it to him, Matthew chapter 6, 31, 33. Jesus said, so do not worry. Are you worried about anything this morning? Do not worry. Jesus says, do not worry. What we shall eat, what we shall drink, or what we shall wear. For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you have need of them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Number three, companionship. Companionship. When we come to Jesus by faith, receive him as our saviour, we're never alone again. He says, I'll never leave you, neither will I ever forsake you. When we enlist when we receive Christ we enlisted into the biggest army in the world the Lord's army he says here that which we have seen and heard declare unto you that you also may have fellowship with us see we've got the biggest family in the entire world if you're a believer, you can go anywhere in the world 
go to a church. You, you, there's, there's your brothers and your sisters and your mothers and your fathers, okay? May also have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. 1 John 1, 3. So number four, big C coming up. Commitment. Commitment. When it comes to faith, the Lord wants us to commit and to serve out our time as believers in his service, regardless of the gifts and the talents that we have or the resources that we have. We use those in his service. Amen? For his glory and for the benefit of the church. Like the veterans that refuse to desert, they are committed to the service of their country. When we serve under the Christian flag, we should also commit to be faithful to Jesus Christ and not allow anything to keep us from doing his will. Luke 14.33, Jesus says, So likewise, whoever of you that forsakes not all that he has, he cannot be my disciple. He's basically saying he has to come first. He's not telling us to give everything away. Although he did to one person in the Bible. He said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And says, sell everything that you have. And he wasn't willing to do it. The rich young ruler. He loved money more than he was prepared to love Jesus and follow him and commit to him and serve him. And he went away sorrowful because he knew he didn't love Jesus as much as he loved money. Can't take it with you. Finally, not at the end of the message, but at the end of the seas, commanded, commanded. When vets, veterans, not people that take care of animals, the vets, the veterans, when they serve under the American flag, they are required to follow orders. If you don't, you're going to end up in the brig or whatever they call it, whatever the equivalent is. They have to be obedient to the rule book. When Christians serve under the Christian flag, God expects us to follow the rule book. What is his rule book? The Bible. That is his rule book. Amen? That's the book. This is what Jesus said again. And he said a lot. John 14, 21. He that has my commandments, and we do, amen. Here they are in the book. He that has my commandments and keeps them. He it is that loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. So there's benefits in keeping God's commandments. Amen? Obedience in Christ's army, it brings joy. 
blessings and peace, regardless of the circumstances or our rank. There's different ranks in the military. Now, you may feel insignificant as a Christian, but remember that God is no respecter of persons, regardless of your rank or your age. Give me an illustration. Preacher, minister, John Newton. He's more famous for the hymn that he wrote. Does anyone know it? Amazing Grace. John Newton wrote that. It's funny, I was in a church one time and I used to go visit this church in uh, Chickabee because we lived in Chickabee. Oh, we're going to Morse Corner Church and we're too far to travel for evening service. So I went to church in Chickabee. Steve Graham was the preacher then, and he's still there. He almost died having a very serious uh, stroke and everything, but he, he survived that, and he, he's still teaching over there in the evenings. And they've got another pastor. But he, he assumed, just because I was from England, I knew everything about these uh, divines and these, these famous... Uh, Christian writers and everything like that. I don't know any more than most people put together. So he was talking about uh, John Newton. He said, oh, no, he had a, fa he had a famous uh, brother. What was Jim? What was John Newton's famous brother? I says, Fig Newton. <laughs> I couldn't thought that. <laughs> anyway, that being said, John Newton, not Fig who wrote Amazing Grace, he also said this. If two angels in heaven were given assignments by God at the same time, one of them to go and rule over the greatest nation on earth, and the other go sweep the streets of the dirtiest village, each angel would be completely indifferent as to which one got which assignment it simply wouldn't matter to them. Why? Because the real joy lies in being obedient to God. For a Christ follower, the important thing isn't what God has us doing. The important thing is that we, we're doing what God wants us to do. All right? To be a Christ follower, the important thing isn't what God has us doing. The important thing is that we're doing what God wants us to do. Amen. Oh, there is another C. Commitment. Commitment, finally. Commitment. When we serve under the American flag, or when veterans serve the American flag, they're expected to be completely committed and loyal to the country it represents. Amen? And when Christians serve under the Christian flag, God not only expects believers to be completely devoted to him, but also to promote his kingdom, the promotion of his kingdom on earth. 
whether we think we're good enough or not. He says that we are. Illustration. One believer wrote a poem, which I'll read. He says, one day I looked at myself. I saw the person I am today and the one I ought to be. I saw how little I really pray and how little I really do. I saw the influence of my life, how little of it was true. I saw the bundle of faults and fears I ought to lay on the shelf. I had given a little bit to God, but I hadn't really given myself. I came from seeing myself with my mind made up to be the sort of person that Christ can use with a heart he may always see. You know, it's not a bad thing to do some soul searching and then we confess anything that hampers our fellowship with the Lord. That's really necessary. But, you know, he's always gracious to forgive. He's always gracious to forgive. He has the capacity to forget. Let's not forget, we all have a fallen nature. We all fall short of perfection. But God doesn't see us as sinners any longer doesn't see us that way as this person was focusing on himself one day I looked at myself saw the person I am today the one I ought to be how little I really pray how little I really do I saw the influence in my life how little of it was true I saw the bundle of faults and fears I ought to lay on the shelf he's looking at himself God doesn't see us that way the way we see ourselves and our faults and our shortcomings and imperfections. He, does, he no longer sees us as condemned sinners. He sees us as redeemed saints. God sees us perfect. He sees us as his perfect sinless child. And he loves us with no strings attached. Now you've got to believe that. Because it's true. No strings attached. He sees his son in us, who is perfect. He sees Christ in us. After we got the call and we enlisted in the army of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, we're in the Lord's army permanently. And we'll never desert because he'll never desert us. So, may our prayers be that we become true veterans of the cross, be completely devoted to the service of our commander-in-chief, the great high priest, our Lord Jesus Christ, all the days of our life. 
in his royal service. May that be our prayer. Amen. Amen. Let's close. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that you called us. We've enlisted. We got the call. We responded. We enlisted into the largest army that's ever been assembled. And there's multitudes, millions upon millions upon millions, beholding your face in the glories of heaven. And one day we'll be joining that group that we're a part of, the biggest army in the entire universe. So, Father, we thank you for all the veterans and the sacrifices that they made to keep us safe. We thank you for their loyalty and their commitment and their honor and what they did and have done so we can meet together like this in freedom without fear. So Father, I also like to pray for those that have never committed to you, they've never come to you by faith. You know, Jesus is waiting for you with open arms for you to come to him, regardless of what you've done in your life. There is no sin that God cannot forgive except one, and that is unbelief. So believe that Jesus Christ died for you on that cross, and he bled and died, and he suffered in your place. Believe in your heart that he is Lord, Lord of all, that he died, that he was buried and he rose again from the dead and he is alive. And if you believe that, you confess it with your mouth. You tell somebody you believe what's already in your heart, then you shall be saved. And then get into a church, start reading your Bible, learn more about Christ, and get into a, a church where they believe the word of God and they teach the word of God and grow in your faith and in the knowledge of your Savior Jesus Christ. I hope you do that for your own sake and soul. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in. You can find our podcasts on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you find podcasts. We'd love for you to join us at the First Baptist Church in Coleraine for Sunday morning worship at 11 a.m. We are located at 81 Foundry Village Road, Coleraine, Massachusetts. If you have any questions or inquiries, please feel free to call the church at 413-624-8886. Hope to see you soon. God bless.